0: Just wave your arms to me. Let me see you. Say, wow. wow. Say it backwards. Wow. Say it upside down. Wow. Ah. <laughs> well, look at all of you beautiful people. Oh, I'm just going to take a few moments and just stare at you. Is that okay? <laughs> but for me, it's an impossibility to not walk into this place Without having memory stones. And there's times in your life when you cannot see. And there's times in your life when you cannot hear. But what the enemy never can do is to take away your memory stones. So when I'm looking at Goliath, and I'm seeing how big Goliath is, and when you're being overwhelmed by a giant, I'm always going back into those memory stones. And those memory stones, when you're looking at a bear and also the lion, then you start to take another look at Goliath, and you see that the same God that has been faithful in the past, he's going to do it again. So I'm just encouraging you, whatever overwhelms you, shapes you. And when you're being overwhelmed by his love, love shapes you. So it was true, I was over there at the people's church and and I still remember they invited us to come here. I was just in an incredible transition. I had met Dr. Rick White a year earlier in Hickson, Tennessee, and we came here. And, but here's what happened. is As soon as this meeting was over that Sunday night, 18 and a half years ago, what happened is they, they sneaked Bill Johnson out. And then everybody, even that came to see him, stood in line. And I still remember also out in the parking lot in the back here, and people were still laying on the floor out in the parking lot, all the way into my car, so it was one of those moments. <laughs> and, but it was, it was a moment I never forgot, and I had the memory stones. But also we lived in Florence, Alabama, and I have Kent Martin here, Paul, and there's other friends from, from uh, that time in Florence. And there was a season in my life where I was just dry, where there was just, I'd been in the Middle East, and being been on the front, and you just needed oil, and oil was scarce. And I knew some of the mornings, I just woke up, and I just, I just needed experiencing his presence. And Alberto and Kimberly, they were having this life soaking here. And I used to come up early in the morning and I didn't want to tell anybody I'm going to be here. I was just sneaking into that secret place because I knew that's where I'm going to get secrets. And there were so many times I came up here and I was just coming in here just to be with Jesus. I often say that the best thing about Jesus is Jesus. (laughs) And so I just came up here, had encounters and sometimes just got enough oil to be able to make it to the next trip oil of intimacy with my lover. I'm so grateful right now that I don't have to live from measure. I get to live from fullness. It's a different season and I thank God for each one of the seasons. I thank God for the winter season. I love the springtime. I love summer. I love the harvest and we're just in a different season in life and I'm just being so overwhelmed. Even when I watched the video because of uh, uh, that video this morning, the first service was the first time I saw it and I didn't know and it's actually my son who uh, has also been up here. My son, Leif Emmanuel, I have one son who is 30, almost 31. And then we, we've we been almost married uh, yeah, for over 30 years, my wife and I. And you saw of our family there. But then anyway, our son made that video just because next week we have our family gathering and, and global mission awareness as a kingdom family movement we started at 20 years ago. And it is beautiful to see just in Pakistan we planted 985 churches. <laughs> And it's just, that's just in that Muslim country, but also all over. And on the picture there, I was just thinking that one meeting there, you saw there, sitting there with the president of Pakistan. And as October 15, I just received the award, the National Peace Award, by the president of Pakistan as an ambassador of love to Pakistan. And, uh, yeah, it's a giving. Because when I looked also at some of those pictures, that young drug addict. That was 99 pounds heavy. There was a prodigal son. And seeing how that prodigal son had a Jesus encounter. But then the prodigal son became a prodigal brother. He went from rebellion to religion. And then I had a baptism of love. Wow. And it changed everything. <laughs> Whoa. When these waves and waves of liquid love. Uh, it just came. And the deepest love went into the cracks of your foundation. And a perfect love just took away fear when the light penetrated darkness and it was such a beautiful transformation. So I'm just, uh, when I'm looking at all of those pictures of memory stones from different places around the world, one group of these radicals, I still remember about 600 radicals they came to kill. You saw them on the video, they were kind of dancing there. And it was in one moment, I'm standing there, less than 15 seconds, and I know I'm about to get killed right now. We're standing up there, and then suddenly heaven just opened up, and glory came in over them, and 600 radical Muslims, their faces changed from hatred to their faces started to shine in the glory. And they started to dance and worship Jesus. It, it's a very good way to deal with the radicals, by the way. And... Uh, but it is memory stones, it's memory stone looking back. So we always want, and I asked Jeff, uh, uh, even just right before I came up, I said, Jeff, uh, when did you actually start here? And, and he has been here from the beginning. Because I felt the Lord said, we need to honor the roots if we're going to be entrusted with the fruits. Yes. And many of us, we are, we are playing here because somebody else has been paying. Yes. And now the question, what do we pay so the next generation yes. can play? And if you have three generations, you will change a city and you will change nations. So you have father, son, spirit, you have nation. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you have nations. So we are seeing this incredible generational move of God's spirit. And this has never been a better time to be alive. Living in a season when the glory of God is hovering the whole earth as water covered the sea. So we're living during harvest season. and So that's why I'm so overwhelmed by what God is doing and what God is up to. And to be able to be part of that and to be born for such a time as this. Oh, I'm getting so excited. I would like to put my dance shoes on. <laughs> the, the very message this morning, and I'm gonna, I have an opportunity to slow down a little bit compared to the first service. And, uh, but how many of you know that sometimes you have a message but it is not before the message gets you that there is importation. Sometimes you're studying something, but you don't know it is actually studying you. And this is one of those messages. And I'm describing the story a little bit because in the middle of last year, we were in a, in a season where I felt this compelled to going into this area, a region where I read that one and a half million people are living in this area and they've never had the gospel. They're living in total darkness. They've never heard of the first coming of Jesus while we are waiting for the second coming. And it had its impact on me. So I decided we're going to go in there and we're going to make sure to make it hard for people to go to hell and easy for people to go to heaven. And we're going to live and love in such a way that these people are going to see how good Papa God is and how loved they are. But I didn't realize the cost. As soon as I made that decision, we were in Brisbane, Australia, and in the next moment, I got attacked with his first it was a virus, and then eventually it ended up in the airplane. My ear drum busted, and I got this ringing sound and fluid, and it was just attack after attack after attack. And for the next six months, Kaylee, who is in the office, she, she just watched this. I mean, so here you have everything from bronchitis one week, and the next week there's, I get bit by a poisonous scorpion. And then a few weeks later, suddenly there's a poisonous scorpion in my bed in Atlanta. And wow, no. uh, we don't even have scorpion. Crawling across me, bit me twice, one time in my neck, one time in my shoulder. Crawled across my face before I hit my face and killed it. <laughs> <laughs> And I, but what I realized thing, I saw how nervous the enemy was for two simple things. One of the things the enemy was so nervous is rest. And I realized the enemy was at war against rest. And I realized that rest is one of your greatest weapon of warfare. Because out of rest, you wear the enemy out. And everything in a demonic realm is restless in nature. So every time I scheduled time to enter into the hard work of rest, all these attacks came in. And so what was happening is like I had to fix one leak after the other constantly to trying to distract me so I couldn't hear that still small voice. And there was noise everywhere. So this is some of the weapons of the enemy. What the enemy is trying to do in this season is to wear us out. And it starts with a simple thing. Say it with me, say fatigue. fatigue. Say fatigue. fatigue. So the enemy here is what he's doing is he's draining your emotional tank and he's just waiting till it gets down to E. And so when you're starting to get drained emotionally, you're dealing with stuff constantly. Even on my way here, there was a crack in the windshield. Two days ago, a storm hit Atlanta. Three busted through, took a fence and a hole, two big holes in our roof into our bedroom. And this bad storm. And we had like four or five things that just happened. It was like one of those mornings you wake up and, and you're just focusing on shalom. And then the next moment, there's storms everywhere. And by the way, my smile is a genuine smile. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it is one of those. So say with me, say fatigue. So the enemy is coming in with fatigue. And the second thing, when your emotional tank is down, he pushes the button of fear. Say fear. So now fear is actually false is appearing real. Because you do not see things from a proper perspective when he gets you into Fear. Because when I'm looking at Goliath, the giants I'm facing, I see how big the giant is, but I'm not able to see how big God is. And then after fear, of what the enemy is doing, failure, he starts to blackmail us. So from fear, shame comes in. And the shame comes in and tells you who you are not. Papa God always tells you who you are. And some of us, we've had this shame on you. No, I'm saying shame of you. Shame of you. Jesus took all of the shame so that you could share in all of his glory. But this is fatigue, fear, failure. And the last one is forsaken. He isolates us. And then we are, and you can be here in church and you're the only one that are faced with this giant. And he's draining you out. And then the next moment, at this moment, you are not able to influence the world. The world starts influencing you. And then you have pain in your life and pain seeks pleasure. So now you're going to look for something to escape. And and for me, there's been different ways, but sometimes it was just comfort food or other things. You're looking for something now because there's constantly this drain and pain. And I just realized this was just some of the pattern of the enemy. So make this story short, then I ended up eventually, a few weeks before Pakistan, it got worse and worse. And this has been going on for six months. So I've been stealing my sleep, been stealing my health, and it's been affecting my marriage. It's been affecting every aspect of the office constantly. And as soon as I was finished, there was one thing. And it was a demonic being on that level. And right before we were about to come, India and Pakistan broke out in this tension. I don't know if you remember that. But what's happened is the two suicide bombers blew themselves up in India's side of Kashmir. India decided we do vengeance and they bombed Pakistan and killed 155 people. Pakistan shot on two Indian airplanes, jets to capture one of the pilots and that's two weeks before i'm leaving that's right where i'm going to have my event i've rented a big cricket stadium right in the middle of this tension where the bombing is going on and here's we're going to do event the next news came is we cancel everything for the next 10 days no airplanes can actually coming in from the u.s you cannot even go into pakistan you cannot even fly across pakistan And that's right what I'm supposed to do. And it was just like, I felt beaten and beaten. And make that story short. We tried, and Kaylee was so brave. I said, come up with some creative way. Because Qatar Airways, they have shut down all airway services. And my wife and my daughter, Catherine, and I'm just blessing them. that They would drive him into the airport and say, I don't have a ticket. There's no way to get in. It was just an impossible situation. And then Catherine, who's now 23, she's in India right now she said, Dad, are you sure that you have to go this time? I feel that lately we've become so close. And, but I would like you to walk me down the aisle one day. And I knew that when I made that decision, it was to kiss everything goodbye. So when we're singing this song, Jesus, I, I give it all. So it was three times that I knew that I'm giving down my life to do this mission. Make the story short, I ended up, I was able to get to Qatar on this little vacation package. And I'm in Doha, going to the airport, saying, can I get out of Doha and get into Islamabad or into Lahore, into anywhere? Can I jump over to Saudi or find a way to smuggle myself in? Because I wanted wanted to get the gospel in. And it looked like an impossibility. And I found a way where there was a flight open, got back in that plane and was able to get in there. And then this storm hit. And it's not even rain season. And you could look at it on the satellite. The storm followed me everywhere I went. This storm, and it was a heavy storm for 10 hours. And by the time I got to this little place called Saiwal, and I call it my dungeon, it was damp, it was cold, the mosque was right outside. You have this. Ah! And my emotional tank was low. And in a moment I was crippled by fear. And I had a breakdown. And then the storm continued all night there while I hadn't slept. I don't know how many days I started to hallucinate. I'm losing my mind. And first I was afraid I was going to die. And then I was afraid I'm not going to die. It just got worse. And as I was stuck there, the storm continued. For two hours, traveled to the very stadium where we're doing the event. I spent six months in preparation. Spent a six-figure to set this thing up. And then the storm starts to flood the stadium and cancel everything. And there's nothing we could do. And he came back with the news, and again, I had a breakdown. So that sets you off for the scripture verses. How many even you know that? The... So if you felt you had a bad hair day, <clears throat> because the light on the Lexus was not working very well. <clears throat> And to be honest with you, sometimes it is these small little things that has been the worst battles for me. It's these tiny little things that the enemy does. It's not usually the big battle. He sneaks and It's a small little. So here we are. And so I'm in this room. And that's when these scripture verses, totally locked up and these scripture verses. And I asked God, God, I need a verse for 2020. And this was in the end of last year. Connected. And he reminded me. He says, Leif, I've just given you some verses. And he says, John 2020 for 2020. John 2020 for 2020. John 2020 for 2020. My name is Leif and I am safe. <clears throat> so I, I was just walking around and I feel the John 2020 for 2020. Then I thought I need to open up. And I need to read it. <laughs> I, got so, I got so overwhelmed by that he gave me a verse that I forgot about what is this verse about. <laughs> and this started this beautiful journey. So I'm in this hotel room and I remember these verses and we're going to put something together. And I'm going to be practically and I feel there's a tool. And I'm just being vulnerable with my family here. I'm going after some areas in my life. I had this dream in the end of last year that was kind of connected to this uncommon favor that we've had. And it's been, it's been extreme favor. And as, as this favor waved twice, I cried of embarrassment because the favor was so high that it just, you got embarrassed by it. And so these, these things that God is doing, and just in one day, he opened up 95 nations in one day. I mean, it's like, But I realized that I'm not ready for this favor. And in the dream, I saw the glory was coming in. And twice it happened last year where the glory came in. And when the glory came in, I was just crushed on the floor. But this time, he's sending, he showed us the future, including America, about this glory that was about to come in. But I realized that I got crushed. And he had to take the glory and move it away from me in this dream. And I woke up in the morning just totally shook because he says, Leif, I want to send my glory, but there's all these cracks in your foundation. And when my waiting has come in, it will crush you. But I love you so much that I have to withhold. So I want you just to find out what some of those cracks are. And it's going to be connected to this language that I'm going to give us today. So I've just been on this journey in my life of just uh, anything, Lord. And So when you sing this song here, it becomes very personal to me. It's just over and over again. I just have these simple three things. I just want to be with Jesus. I want to become like Jesus in this season. And I want to live and love like Jesus in this season. I have this very, very simplest. So he's dealing with things in my life. And I got rid of all my sleeping medication that for five years. And I'm not putting that on anyone that are on sleeping medication. But I just like issue after issue all medication, even my cholesterol. And it's just this whole thing of Jesus, you are my sleep, you are my resting place, you are my strength, you are my wisdom, you are everything. So it's just been this radical surrender, that song there, I'm just laying it down, I'm just laying it down at your feet, Jesus. And I have this one life to live and so much love to give, I'm just placing my life here. And I'm like a coin in your hand, just spend me whatever way you want to. But there's also where you find, by total surrender is where you find total freedom. And the very area in your life when there's fear in there and shame or guilt or any of these things, what he's doing in this season, he's just uprooting those things so that you are rooted and grounded in love. Hey. So that you are rooted and grounded in love. So you are rooted and grounded in love. Hey. 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 Grounded in love. Hey. How high and deep and wide and long is Papa God love for me? Hey. Rooted and grounded in love. So what he's doing is he's making sure that our root system and our whole foundation, Ephesians 3, 14, is love. And then we are stepping into this very ocean of love because whatever overwhelms you shapes you. And that perfect love takes away all fear. And then whom the Son set free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So suddenly now free people start to set people free. And there's an incredible freedom, and I didn't realize before the pressure was coming on that I had all these different issues. And I've been here two years ago for RTF, and I'm in a process, but he's doing something beautiful in my life, in my marriage, in our home, and everywhere, and I'm just on this journey, and I just want to share this journey with you. So are you ready? Fasten your seatbelt. Let's open up to John chapter 20, and today I'm going to be very generous. I'm going to give you four verses. I know very, very generous. John 20, verse 19 to 23. A little bit of the background here. These disciples had been with Jesus. They had followed him. They left everything. Through their hands, they had seen miracles. They saw how Jesus touched the lepers, how he raised the dead. They've seen the multiplication of food. And even they've been with Jesus when he said, Hey guys, you guys are going to do the same thing I did and even greater things. And I'm sure that the disciples looked at each other. Can we start with the same thing and not that greater thing? <laughs> and then these disciples, over three years, they had been following Jesus, been living for Jesus. They, they were ready to do everything for Jesus. They have given up everything. And then the next moment, here they are, stuck in this room full of fear. How is that possible? After all this time, and I know how it is possible because I was there in December. And I've been there a few times before. And I maybe get there again. Because whatever overwhelms you, shapes you. And what the disciples were overwhelmed by was fear. So let's read these scripture verses. Then you're going to get a little outline. And then we're going to have some fun together. Because you're going to experience freedom in a way you have not experienced before. Wow. John chapter 20, verse... What verse? True. Oh, very good. This is amazing. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut. Say when the doors. When the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. Say the word fear. Fear. Jesus came and he stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace, peace, peace. Be with you. <laughs> when he said that, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw it was the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace, peace to you. As the Father sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he, he breathed in on them and said, receive, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of Annie, they will be forgiven. But if you retain the sins of Annie, they will be retained. Can you say amen? So the background of this, Dr. Randy Clark had prayed for me June 6, 1995. I was a Baptist pastor. My dream was to see my Baptist church go from 185 to 200. I know I was a very big dreamer back then. And then we had a few funerals and that means our people, we have to win more people for Jesus so we could reach our goal. And on June 6, 1995, I stood in a line with a few pastors. My desperation level was greater than my fear level. And Dr. Randy Clark went, touch him, bless him, fill him. But when he came to me and the Lutheran was down and the Salvation Army and the Pentecostal and one after all, and now he came to me and says, you are a bulldozer. I'm thinking, no, I'm a Baptist pastor. <laughs> and he said, I see you as a bulldozer going into the darkest places in the world where the gospel has never been before. And this light is following after you. And the next moment I'm on the floor. Electricity, fire, electricity and fire for over two hours. Week afterwards, I'm translating for a prophet from Holland, from Youth with a Mission. And he says, you are a bulldozer. You're going to see one million Muslim that is going to get saved. And I'm like, I don't know one Muslim. <laughs> I don't even like Muslims. <laughs> but my life, that was in 1995, but it was 18 years from that seed became a tree. And on the video you saw when we passed the one million mark in 2013. And those verses was given two days before. They had just burned down. And we're actually showing it in the school tomorrow. The first video when you see this thing happen. Uh, in one meeting we had about the glory came in. Or what actually was a fire. 30,000 people just got healed by the fire. They came in. It was just an incredible outpouring. And in the middle of this place. But it started where we have me and a Filipino son in a hotel room. If you had seen us. He's laying on the top of me. And we're snorting. And we are not leaving that room until... What you saw here. We are in a room crippled by fear. 200 Christian home. 80 business has been burned down. Mass persecution, rape and killings. So we're stepping right in the middle of all of that. And now we are locked up in this room. With radical Muslims all around. And we're in this room. And then his presence. Came into that room. Just like in this room. But seven years later. Which was just now. Last year in Pakistan. The same thing happened again. I had forgotten that I'd been in this process since 2013, been in a process that would certainly not bring in that seed of revelation. Now became a tree of revelation and it has grown. So I had to be tested again in this. And I remember I was in that hotel room inside. Well, and I says, Jesus, I just need your presence. And literally, His presence came into this room. Just you saw here. So these disciples, they are there crippled by fear, being overwhelmed by the circumstances, believing the same Jews that had killed Jesus is about to come and get them. And there's absolutely nothing they can do. Jesus doesn't come and knock on the door because he is the door. He just comes with his presence and he fills that room. And my heart for you is that when you're being overwhelmed by your circumstances, you're going to be overwhelmed by his presence. And just let that presence fill your room, fill your home, fill your marriage, fill that office. His presence changes everything. And after we had that presence, and what we're seeing that, say that with me. Say, his presence. presence. Say, I receive his his presence. And then he impart his peace. He says, peace on you. Peace be to Becky right now. Shalom. Peace. Peace. Peace to your mind. Peace to your heart. Peace to your sleep. Peace be to your body. Shalom, shalom. Jesus is the prince of wholeness. He's the royal son of wholeness. He's the prince of peace, wholeness. And what we're just he's imparting his peace. All of this is just to be received. So say what me: say, his presence. His, presence. His, peace. his peace. And now, John twenty twenty for 2020. John twenty twenty for twenty twenty. Now he shows them his hands and his side, and you have to capture this. I'm in this hotel room, and a moment his presence comes into that room, and then his peace. I'm in the middle of a storm, but I got his peace. And you only have authority over the storms that you can sleep in. There's no longer a storm on the inside, so I can speak to the storm on the outside. So, fill with his presence, fill with his peace, now he's coming with his provision. Look at my hands on my side. When he shows this, this is actually a marriage statement. Many of us will come in to have a date with Jesus. While he's looking, do you have your wedding band? This is a covenantal. He doesn't want to operate under convenient or contractual relationship. But covenant relationship. So when he's coming to the disciple, Look at my hands on my side. I took your sin. And I gave you my righteousness. I took your shame. So now you're glorified. I took your fear. So you could receive my perfect love. I took your sickness and disease. So by my stripes you are healed. I took your lack. So that you could share in my abundance. Actually what killed me. Jesus says, I became an orphan so that you can become sons and daughters. I always called him Papa, Papa, Father. Until this moment, I said, Eli, Eli, lama Sabatani." My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For a moment, he was separated from perfect love so that you and I can be restored back again to perfect love. He took your bondage so you can experience his freedom. Every single thing you need is provided for it. That's what this statement is. So when you first receive his presence, say his presence. Then receive his peace. Say his peace. And then this, these are John twenty twenty for 2020. Supernatural provision. Every single thing you need in every way in every day is available. If you just stop, receive his presence, his peace. And from that place, you're going to be a good receiver. Well, I, I need healing. I am your healer. This is an I am statement. I am. I am your wisdom. I am your strength. I am your power. I am your authority. I am your peace. I am your hope. I am, I am, I am, I am. And the only response back again when you see his hands on his side is, you are, you are, you are, you are my healer you are my strength you are my sufficiency you are my wisdom you are my power you are my authority you are and the world around you will start to say he is they will start to tweet he is on facebook to say he is he is a good god he is a loving god he is a healing god i just saw it so when we capture the i am our response will be you are and the world around us will say he is Because when your environment changes, you become an environment changer. You no longer check the temperature. You become a thermostat. So say when you say his presence, his peace, his provision. And then the Bible says they became glad. Whew. Passion is Passion. Wow, now from being in a room where there's sorrow and sadness and oppression and beaten down and hopeless. And it is the hope deferred has made your heart sick. But now they start to desire again and dream again. It is the tree of life. Right now in the middle of it, the Bible says they became glad. How did you get this extravagant in a moment? I'm in this room in Pakistan, locked up in this room. There's nothing I can do. I don't know how to get back on the horse again. I've been knocked off. But his presence came in. His peace came in. And then I realized every single thing that I needed at that moment, he took care of it. There was not one single thing that I faced that he didn't take care of. And I received it. And then I started to get the joy back in the middle of it. Well, I got back on the horse again. <laughs> Make that story in the school tomorrow. We'll show the video of that from last year. That's how I ended up meeting the president of Pakistan. Ended up in the presidential palace. How did that happen? Because what they were saying is, Why are you here? You're standing right there where they're about to bomb. And I don't have to talk to you about the love message. <laughs> because I say, I love this nation. And if you die, I die. That's why I'm placing myself here. Because I didn't have to talk about a scripture verse no greater love. Does a one have than the one that just gives his love for his friend and even his enemies? <laughs> and then afterwards, why would you do that? Oh, I love, I love you. And I love this nation. Television came, 12 and a half million people listened. Then I'm ending up in the King's Mosque, the Batshah Mosque, the nation for the whole, during Juma prayer, the holiest time. Speaking, first Christian ever at the King's Mosque. And I'm speaking during during my prayer during the holy time, releasing a message to the whole nation, a love message. Where did you get that? Because of the breakdown. I maybe had a Friday moment, and you maybe have a Friday moment, and my Friday moment was six months before I died in that hotel room. But I want to remind you, if you're going through a long Friday, and it's maybe a Friday moment, Sunday is coming. After the crucifixion, there is a resurrection. After the breakdown, there is a breakthrough. And this started to happen. And there was the incredible thing. And we have this on video where the storm continued. But now I'm full of his presence. Full of his peace. Full of his provision. Sitting in the vehicle, heading back again towards Lahore. Where it's going to be a wedding of the head of the Al-Hadis. His two sons are getting married. That's a Wahhabi stream. And I'm supposed to be in the wedding. And when we're coming in, there's rain. And they're afraid they're going to lose the wedding. This huge tent area. And when we're coming in there, suddenly there's a circle around us that follows us. And the rain is all around, but it couldn't touch us. And when we're coming into the wedding around the tent. So the Muslim leaders, when we came there, said, Allah Akbar. They're saying, Allah is great. Or God is great. And why did they say that? Because they saw. And they said, when the ambassador of love came, did you see the rain couldn't touch us? Because I don't have a storm here any longer. Yes. <laughs> Where did you get that from? His presence. I didn't do anything. I just received. I received his peace. The Prince of Peace. I received his provision in the middle of my lack. The enemy was blackmailing you. See, here he lays. Here are you are. I just let it alone. And, you, and the enemy was trying with fear and guilt and shame. And then Jesus came and rescued me. He says, this is not over yet. His presence came in. His peace came in. His provision came in. His passion came in. And then there was double for my trouble. And so for you. Yeah. He released another run of peace. He says, peace on you. Amen. And they're like, Whew. this time we got it. <laughs> First round of peace was a little bit bad. One more time. That was the only thing they got twice. And you're going to get it twice. Because you're peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. They are the sons and daughters of God. Say it with me. Say his presence, his His peace, his His provision, his His passion, his His peace. peace. And then there's a new purpose. Now there is alignment. Say alignment. Alignment. Now there's an alignment with heaven before the assignment. There is an alignment. Don't try to do it. We have Dr. Paul Korfman, a chiropractor. Sometimes he's helped me to get my spine in alignment. And this is a spiritual alignment with heaven. So, don't focus on doing, focusing on being. Because it is not what you do that makes you who you are, it is who you are that makes you do what you do. So, first you receive, say receive, then you become. Release. I receive. I become. I release. I receive love. I become love. And I give love. I receive joy. I become joyful. And then the joy of the Lord is my strength. Be careful, this kind of a thinking can lead to dancing. <laughs> and you can become a joyful Christian. And maybe the joy virus will start to spread. I have a little video that we have on my phone that I don't show public but I'm standing there just in December I was we first visited president of Kashmir and we went to presidential palace and then we went and I met with the prime minister of Kashmir because of the tension and as we were standing after this meeting we had this 3 hour dinner and we were meeting with some of the parliament official we were finally they do this official meeting and and I have it on my phone Jeff so we show but we we're standing there and And they take this official picture, and all of us dressed up, and we're standing there. And and you have these from India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, all the newspaper press, TV, they are there with a camera. And then suddenly the presence is coming in. I'm like, oh, oh, oh." (laughs) Jesus, this is not a good time. (laughs) And I'm standing there, and I'm just starting to get (laughs) a little drunk in the spirit. And then in a moment, I started I start laughing a little. But I can't. Suddenly, I realized the prime minister standing by the side. And he starts to laugh. And it starts to spread. And the whole group is just, we started there laughing. And, and the journalists, be serious. Take the, and we can't. Jesus showed up. And when he shows up, good things happen. And it was like this joy virus that started to spread. This, in a moment, if you just, you can be in the middle of traffic. I did it twice on my way to Nashville. My window got cracked, but in the middle of it, I was just like, oh. <laughs> it's dangerous to drive, but you get that. <laughs> he comes into the car. And oh, and the one that is in the car is more real than you are. Yeah. It just becomes so near. <sighs> purpose. Say purpose. purpose. He said, as the Father sent me, I also send and with a new purpose. If you're a school teacher and you're following this, you're going to be a school teacher full of his presence. You're going to be full of his peace. Everything that a student needs, you have the provision now. Look at his hands on his side. Whatever they need, he took care of that for you. And you get to represent him. You represent the same father that Jesus did. And people are going to see who your papa is when you show up in the classroom. Somebody will say ADHD, you say Creativity. And Dr. Kent Martin, when you do foot surgery, suddenly Jesus is doing foot surgeries. It's just a whole different way because you have a new purpose now. You're saying, thank God it is Monday. (laughs) I can't wait to bring his presence, to change the environment because I'm an environment changer. I can't wait to show up as a nurse, as a CEO, even the ones working at McDonald's, bringing his presence, bringing his peace. Bringing His provision into every area of setting, bringing His passion, seeing their very glow. No longer shame, because that's the biggest weapon the enemy is using against us. Is shame, so they cannot see the Father's face in us because we have the shame face on. So shame off you, shame off you. No more shame. So say purpose. This is purpose-driven life. And then with a new purpose, when I'm here, I'm going to be here. With his presence, I'm going to be present. I'm not going to look at my phone. The only reason I text during the service was just I text Bill Johnson and say, Hey, just looking at our memory stone, first time we met here. But I, I'm making sure when I'm with Jeff, I'm with you, Jeff. When I'm with Burton, Kimberly, I'm there. When I'm with you, the one in the front of me, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be present with his presence. Because I have a purpose where I am. He is. And sometimes I forget about it. But at that moment, back again. Your presence. Your peace. Your provision. Your passion. Your peace. Now your purpose. And with that purpose, there's a new power. Say power. He breathed in him and says, receive, receive, receive the Holy Spirit. And with a new power. And we're ending this verse 23. And then we're about to minister. Are you okay? Can you remember it? What was number one? Say it with me. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Peace Peace again. And then. And now the last one is perspective and paradigm to peace for verse 23. He says. If you forgive the sins of any, they will be forgiven. But if you retain the sins of any, they will be retained. One of the Imams, and you wouldn't have known who it is, but he had long beard on the video. I didn't know who was going to be there, but it just came as a memory stone. The first time he saw me, he hated me. It was the grand Imam, the top Muslim leader of Pakistan, that introduced this person to me. And the way he was looking at me was like, I don't want to touch an infidel. And he... It was just a very nasty meeting. And I wanted to hug him and kiss him, but he <laughs> seemed to have some love deficiency and uh, maybe some father hunger. Or I don't know. <laughs> Including uh, the, the top Muslim leader, told me, we we're doing this meeting with the president of Pakistan. And he said, hey, listen, when we have the meeting with the government, do not kiss me. <laughs> Because one day, I got so excited in front of 27,000 Muslims. I got so excited one time in a meeting. I jumped and I kissed his long beard. Oh. And I just, I just get so excited. It's like, wow. Papa. So this, this person, I touched his hand. And he said, I went and I cleaned my hand. Because I touched an infidel. I touched an unclean. And he talked about the hatred he had towards me, but he did it out of honor. I was just with him in the last meeting when we were there, and he came, and we sat down. And that's when I heard the story about the hatred he had towards me. It is infidel, and here's all of you, infidel, what you have done. And he had all these issues. But I knew that something had to happen in my heart because my view towards him is, life. if you forgive the sins of Annie, they will be forgiven. But if you retain the sins of Annie, they will be retained. Life, your view towards him has all to do how heaven will treat him. So I stepped into the equation when I'm suddenly coming in and I see what this person deserves. And I know some evil and things that has happened. And I know what he deserved and the persecution, killing some of my brothers and sisters, behind some of the stirring up of this anger and rage. I know what this man deserved. So Jesus, could you just take me and put all of what he deserved on me? I know the death sentence he deserves. Can you place that on me? So that this radical Muslim leader, so he can be totally free. That's called a ministry of reconciliation. That's how the ambassadors of love that represent God before people and people before God. You only have authority over what you love. And the lamb in you is your identity. And then when the identity is there, the lion will show up and you will roar with authority. But the authority comes from the lamb's nature and that is the lamb of God that was slain, that is paying the price. So some people ask me, what is the secret to this? It's the lamb. It goes underneath the radar. When I'm showing up in strength as a lion, they will roar with their lion. But when I'm coming with a lamb, they don't know what to do with a lamb. (laughs) And in the book of Revelation, Jesus is 24 times lamb and only one time lion. So the future Jesus is going to deal with the enemy is from the lamb. And the time he show up as a lion, that lion became a lamb. And there's a lamb in each one of us. And spending time with that lamb, that's how you capture his heart. Our view towards this world, towards Democrats, towards Republicans, towards the billionaires, towards the homeless. Our view towards this world has all to do how heaven is going to treat them. It didn't say if Jesus forgive the sins of Annie. It didn't say if God forgives the sins of Annie. The reason Jesus was killed. And the very fear came against him. Was not that he did miracle. It's that he forgave sin. Right. And only God can forgive sin. And now he tells the disciple. If you now. Now you are going to go and forgive sins. <gasps> only God can forgive. That's how you Jesus got in trouble. But when you have his presence. And you have his peace. And you have his provision. And you got his. Passion, peace, purpose, power, paradigm, perspective, the eyes of love. You don't see people the way they are, but the way they're going to be. You don't treat people based up on their history, but their destiny. Oh, this is. Can I tell you one little practical? It says okay. A few years ago, actually, both Haley and Kaylee who are here and they're running a the book table out there. And, and uh, we were just in the Philippines. and congratulations by the way they were pretty much leading the team and uh, two days everyone we prayed for 511 people in two days the team, not me everyone got healed 511 wow. <laughs> every stroke victim every blind eye every... that was just in November I just... could it be that the immune system of body, the way we love one another it's going to be so healthy that cancer cannot live there. Could it be the immune system now starting to flow because love connects and fear disconnects, but the love that is there, and that's how the world is going to see who we are because we're learning how to love well. Because we're living from that whole heart, that place of shalom. That we have only received it and become it and that freely we receive but this was one of those trips to the Philippines. I've traveled across the world, had not not slept for about 72 hours. And Paul and Almira, you saw him on the video. He's a spiritual son. He had invited me to come and stay with them. Something I don't do any longer. And if you understand the story, right outside was two big dogs. And I know Albert and Kimberly reminded me a little bit yesterday. Because we're going to have soaking. And then we're going to soak. And there was a little dog. They have a new puppy. It's in the middle of there soaking. Suddenly here. And even then, they had to put the dog in another room so we could have shalom. <laughs> and this is what happened in the Philippines. All night, there was two dogs and they barked. And as soon as the dog seems to, and I put earplugs in, and I still hear, and then that rooster. And then there was frogs. So I decided after two nights trying this, I hadn't slept, had earplugs, both. bows. Noise counseling. Then I had a pillow on the top of that. And I had my arms around. And I still hurt. So I went to this Korean place where we stay. And in the Korean place, as I was just going to rest and getting into the press and meeting with leaders. Suddenly again, there was frogs everywhere. Big frogs, small frogs, smelly frogs. It was like they were in my room. My shoes, there was frogs everywhere. And it was like, I can't get rid of all this ribbit. And then the Holy Spirit finally says, Laith, it is not just Philippine that have a frog problem. You have a frog problem. And I realized that I had a little, when I walked my sciatic after last surgery, there was ribbit, ribbit. There were some things going home with my wife and we had a little ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. And then I realized also there was another ribbon in our office. We have some things to deal with it was And then there was some finance that it was ribbon. So when I'm going to bed at night, there was frogs. When I woke up in the morning, there was frogs. We had to deal with all these leaks and all these issues and there was tension everywhere. And I couldn't hear that still small voice. There was ribbon everywhere. And I felt very clearly that I realized that God is raising up people. And we're dealing with ribbits in the Middle East and ribbits in Washington, D.C. And we have ribbits in our community. There's ribbits everywhere. And there's a frog epidemic. And Pharaoh says, hey, tomorrow let's deal with the frogs. And I'm just saying it is time to postpone your procrastination. (laughs) Nobody needs to wake up tomorrow morning or go to bed with frogs. And I just had enough and including I'm in a season again dealing with my frogs. And the end of last year, I just realized I have these frogs. Chronic pain, sleeping problems. I have all these things. It's been on the battlefield for so long and it is not shallow. And Jesus, the Prince of Wholeness, just came in and visited me. And I'm having this incredible grace in this season just to deal with any frogs. My life is a frog free. My marriage is frog free. Our finances is frog free. There's shalom everywhere. Jesus, the Prince of Holiness. In our office, there's frog free zone. And we are bringing and we deal with the frogs all around the world because we no longer are fighting the frogs. In my mind and in my body and everywhere else. And I know some of you have that. There's noise everywhere. And you can't get rid of the frogs. And I just feel that there's grace for that. And What if Franklin became a frog free city? For some of you do not even know what shalom looks like. Because it's been frog for so long. But there is grace. His presence is going to come and fill your house. And his peace. Can we stand to our feet? We're going to just take. Are you okay? How many of you are okay? Can we have a first an honest confession? Is there anyone in this room? It could be small frogs. Big frogs. Health frogs. Finance frogs. Relationship <gasps> there's frogs. How do you know if you have a frog? If you wake up in the morning, there's something there. You go to bed, you have that little, oh, my son, grandma, my mother, and different things. It's just... <whistles> And I do believe what he's doing. is grace in this season for 2020 to clear the whole vision, enter into such a place of shalom, into this place. And yes, we're going to have an opportunity and the superheroes to put on the shoes of peace and walk in peace that is going to deal with the future frog problems. But before that, he's dealing with the frogs in our lives. I'm no longer going to have shame or guilt or fear. I'm no longer going to have chronic pain. I'm not going to, I'm going to go to bed and there's going to be shalom. Because he is my resting place, I'm going to wake up in the morning. There's Shalom, reading one scripture verse. But I want you to just recognize if you have any frogs in your life, could you just wave to me? Let me see. I think it's almost all of us. Yeah, I still have three or four left on my <laughs> one big and three small. <laughs> This is from the Message Bible, Matthew eleven, twenty eight 28 to 30. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Well, come to me. Get away with me, and you will recover your life. I show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the enforced. Rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you learn to live freely and lightly. Come to me. And you will learn how to walk freely and lightly. Hold up our arms. And I wanted to release this. Can we just receive this message today? Some of you are in a room and all you need is His presence to fill your room, your marriage, your home. And then receive his peace. Say, I receive your peace. Peace on me. I receive your presence. I receive your provision. And even at this moment, let's stop there for a second. I want you to focus. What is your frog? What is your giant? Name your giant because if you have a name for giant, I have a covenant name for God to meet that giant. So if you need healing, he is Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah. Jireh, your provider, if you need whatever you need. He is your rest, he is your peace. Look at his hands on his side. What do you need? Say, I receive. Your provision. I receive your passion. I receive your peace. I receive your purpose. I receive your power. I receive your perspective, your paradigm the eyes of love, the eyes of love. So Father, I just release over my family here at Grace Center. I release peace, shalom. Jesus, the Prince of Wholeness, fill you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Rejoice (laughs) in the name of Jesus. I bless you to be you and to be fully you. And if there's people that still have needs in here, all I'm encouraging you, take 30 days. Receive your presence. I receive your peace. Take 30 days. Just start with that. Go to bed. I receive your presence. Peace. Look at his hands on his side. The atonement, the provision, what do you pay for and Just go through this beautiful thing. Put the glasses on. Put the robe, but don't forget the ring. The robe gets you to heaven. The ring brings heaven to you. So I just bless you, and I bless the rest of your life. And there's a ministry team that is going to be up here. And it's going to receive you. So if you do need ministry, I just encourage you to come because there's healing in his presence. And when you are tied, other people come alongside. That's what I do to pray, including somebody came in and prayed for me earlier for one of my big frogs after the first service. So let's just minister to one another. And I bless you with fullness to live full so that one day you can die empty. God bless you and thank you so much.